Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is October the 31st, 2019. Happy Halloween. Strong hand. Long-term thinking, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Are you guys in motion? I know I am. I'm going to talk about someone that's in motion. Five-digit realm. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. Oh, yeah. I am offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. We're going to have time for Q&A today. So if you have some questions, just type in Bitcoin Meister, and I will see it. You can do a super chat also. I will also see that. Uh, and appreciate that. And I'll answer uh, your Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, whatever related uh, questions here in Adelaide, Australia, where it's already November. Okay. So I, I want to say tomorrow, um, on November 1st, back in the United States, in the afternoon, This Week in Bitcoin, tune in to this very channel every Friday, This Week in Bitcoin. Very special, awesome guest. David Nage, and I linked to him below. You should follow him. He's got experience in uh, family offices, and uh, family offices control lots of money for very wealthy people. And he's going to tell us if some of that money is going to flow into Bitcoin, into cryptocurrency. This guy is a Bitcoin believer, but he's also into digital assets. And we're going to quote, I'm going to quote a, a report of his uh, below, and I'm going to uh, talk about. Uh, some of the trends that are going on with the new money that's flowing into the space and how it's unfortunately more and more money is going to more and more custodians are going to be coming into the space because things are getting complicated. Uh, entities want to diversify for the sake of diversification when they should just be buying Bitcoin. That's, that's the best win out there, but Hey, they're going to do what they're going to do. We're going to talk about that in a second. But David is really a great, great guest. So I, I really encourage everyone to tune in. He's got his own podcast. Maybe some of you have, I, I hope some of you have listened to it before. Um, but he's a real smart guy. And uh, you'll, you'll learn a lot tomorrow, this week in Bitcoin. David Nage is the guest. So uh, it's been 11 years since the, the white paper, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto white paper, was published. I'm, I'm sure all of you read it back 11 years ago, right? Pound that like button. Um, but seriously, so Coinbase is celebrating, and they have a report out that I list that I link to below. And according to Coinbase, they use a poll I think from a few months ago, and this is not this this is I do not believe in these numbers. They say 27 million Americans. Um, our Bitcoin, well, let's see, there are now more U.S. Bitcoin users than there will ever be Bitcoin in circulation. So the poll says that 9% of all Americans, 9% of all Americans are Bitcoin users. I have no idea what that means. I know 27 million people in the United States of America. I, I go around talking to Bitcoin to Americans so many people have no clue what it is. It, 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 that's an exaggerated number. It, it, it cannot be 9% yet. Maybe that's how many people heard of it. They're answering the poll incorrectly. Do they actually hold Bitcoin? Any 9% of Americans use Bitcoin? 
have held Bitcoin at one point? Does that is that what that means? Because I strongly disagree with that. So uh, I'm pointing out this report uh, for a number of reasons because people love these glamorous numbers. They love to exact. No one really actually goes to research the numbers, get a second opinion on the numbers. They they go with one poll and just keep on repeating it over and over again. And that's that's quite common in this uh, in this space. It's a new space, and there's. Uh, well, it's nebulous. Uh, people really don't know what is going on. It, one day we'll have a better understanding of how many people are really into it. It is new, and that's great. Just when you when you hear a number like nine percent of all Americans, twenty seven, and it sounds so great. It's for a person that has one Bitcoin. Remember, this is the one Bitcoin show. Um, if you have one Bitcoin and you hear that, well, there's already twenty seven Amer- twenty seven million Americans that have it, and that means just in America alone, all the current users will not be able to have one Bitcoin. Uh, that I'm in, I must be in great shape. Yeah, you are in great shape. So if something like that encourages you to get one Bitcoin. That's awesome. But I, I, I do doubt. I, I doubt the numbers. But we'll. It's a growing space. Eleven years since the white paper. We'll get. We'll get more clarity one of these days. More reliable uh, polls. Best part of Adelaide so far. Uh, someone asked me, it's just really relaxing, very peaceful. Uh, it's it's a big city, a calm, big city, and I've just been left alone. I think that's the best. It's Sydney. I I, I love Sydney, but I had, again, I was very busy there. I, lo- I like that uh, it's it's relaxing here. That That's that's the best part for me because uh, it's been a hectic, uh, <laughs> there have been many hectic aspects of the last year. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I'm, uh, as we get closer to November 20th, that, uh, and that's when things got real hectic for me, that things are really calming down and, and are relaxing. So this is a great way to um, tie it all up. <laughs> and, but there's more, but hey, and, but there's, there's much more to come after this. There'll be a lot of craziness when I, once I get back to America. I'm, I'm into the craziness too. I like I like the break and uh, I don't know I feel, I feel quite free out here. That there's the answer to your question. Pound that like button. Australia is beautiful. It's it's a cleaner, safer America. <laughs> I, I don't know if some Australians are going to like me saying that, but man, it is so safe to walk the streets here in a major city. So let's compare. Let's compare. This is the sixth largest city in Australia in terms of population. And the sixth largest city in America is either Phoenix or Philadelphia. It goes back and forth. It would not be this safe to walk the streets of Philadelphia at one in the morning. Like I was, I, I was thinking I was walking around last night. I take an evening walk here. Sometimes it's not till one in the morning, 12 in the morning, whatever. No, you, you wouldn't feel the same doing it in the middle of Philadelphia or, or Phoenix for that matter. Although I've never been to, I've been to the Phoenix airport, never been to Phoenix. All right. Moving on, I hope you're playing this at QX, people. A lot of people tweeting on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, that they're playing these podcasts, these shows at 2X. Hey, man, that, be efficient with your time, dude. Be, be very efficient with your time. I feel like I have more time here in, in, uh, in Adelaide also. Okay. I recommend it as a place to visit for Americans. It's beautiful. Now, one, one thing that I... Another number from this report that's just so happy, Coinbase's happy report that Bitcoin's 11, that this, the white paper is 11 years old. 
More than 55,000 nodes, essentially computers running the Bitcoin software, are connected to the Bitcoin network. Nodes are the fundamental source of truth for the Bitcoin ledger and are responsible for recording and validating transactions. While the Bitcoin network could theoretically operate on just a handful of computers, more nodes increase decentralization, and that's why I'm reading this whole thing, and security by allowing anyone with a computer and internet access to run a node. Bitcoin allows anybody, anywhere, to have a vote in this global system. They got that 55,000 number from uh, the Luke Dash Jr. site. Um, you can go there right now and see that he says there are 55,000 uh, Bitcoin nodes all over the world. Uh, there, there's other sites that say it's, a, it's closer to 10,000 because those are listening nodes. Luke Dash Jr. says it's all about, it doesn't matter if you're a listening node or not, it's 55,000. And this far surpasses um, other, uh, you know, Bcash, BSV, uh, and, and they are centralized that way. And keeping, keeping the block size uh, small, it, it lets anyone run a full node and keep, uh, keep everyone honest there. So I, I really like that number uh, in, in the report, 55,000 nodes. Keep them coming. Keep it, keep it growing, people. Decentralization. Decentralization. All right. Remember, if you do have questions, I, I just stumbled upon that one. Just type in Bitcoin Meister there. Um, now let's talk about David David Nage, who's going to be the guest uh, tomorrow. Uh, he says he's got a report out there. I actually retweeted it. Current market overview of digital assets by David Nage. An overview of the digital asset landscape for family offices and institutional investors. So this report is pretty good because it makes uh, it, it dumbs down some. I don't know if I'm going to use that word. It simplifies things like the having. And other, and not to be scared about Bitcoin, that it didn't crash, that it didn't die for these family offices and institutional investors. Because something that David points out is that many family offices, I mean, these are billion, billions of dollars, they think Bitcoin's died. They, they're freaked out by the volatility, supposed about all they, they read the headlines and they don't they don't dig much deeper. And that that's unfortunate. That's so this report is good for them, but it it also talks about um, decentralized finance and what is it? Security tokens. Yes, security tokens. Okay, these are buzzwords, and we've we've heard of this, um, and a lot of this stuff is based around Ethereum, based on Ethereum, and it's growing. It, it's growing. I mean, decentralized family, and so these uh, institutional investors, these family offices. The people managing their money there, all right, the guys in charge, they, um, they're used to diversification for the sake of diversification. They can't just buy Bitcoin. So what they are into are these two buzzwords, especially, especially the, the decentralized finance, okay? But in order to properly manage, it, if you're going to manage Bitcoin, that's not too hard to do. And that's why I say keep it simple, people. Stick in Bitcoin, you put it on your Trezor, that's it. You're managing your Bitcoin. You don't have to do anything. But these family offices, these institutional investors, they need returns. They need constant reports. And if they and they need to diversify, unfortunately. So the mat is very complicated for them. And they can't just do it alone. They have to they they can't tell their uh the people funding them, like, oh yeah, I'm just holding everything on a, a 
on a Trezor? No. And first of all, with this decentralized finance nonsense and these security tokens, you, you can't just keep them on a, 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 a Trezor. So this uh, creates a need for custodians. So it's, it's a vicious cycle. Um, uh, the, the custodians, uh, the, 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 the more things get complicated, the more uh, custodians are, are, are necessary, okay? And uh, the more custodians there are, the more comfortable these uh, financial, uh, traditional financial offices are going to be. And they're going to buy up. They're going to get more into diversification for the sake of diversification because they're going to see, oh, the custodian is doing a great job of managing my, my decentralized finance uh, assets or my decentralized finance companies, whatever it might be. Um, and then they'll tell their, their other, their other uh, family offices will feel more comfortable and more money will flow into these uh, custodial custodians. And unfortunately, you know, since, since things will be so complicated, they'll keep all their Bitcoin there too. So that's why we're seeing more and more Bitcoin being managed by custodians because they're, they're going to be managing a lot of stuff for these uh, uh, family offices, for uh, the institutional investors, et cetera, et cetera. So I say this is where the big boys play, okay? You're a family office. Welcome to the space. I, I Bring your trillions into the space. I, I am down with that. Um, I don't think you should diversify for the sake of diversification. Uh, this, this report says otherwise, and David says otherwise, and you'll hear about that more tomorrow. I think you should just get Bitcoin, and Bitcoin will beat. But you're, you're used to decentralization. Uh, you're used to you – know, not decentralization. You're used to diversification for the uh, uh, sake of diversification. Do what you're going to do, people. Um, I, I want to tell the individuals out there, the sovereign individuals – who want to control their own uh, private keys? Who want to, you know, want to control their own wealth? Don't get tempted by this stuff. Don't get tempted by this decentralized finance. Uh, but you're going to hear more and more about it because more and more money is going to pour into it, especially from the institutions. So there'll be a decentralized finance bubble, no doubt about it. Security tokens bubble. It, it's 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 on the uh, horizon there. Uh, but it's, it'll pump it'll pump Bitcoin. Maybe that'll be the 2021 uh, pump. That'll be the equivalent of the ICO uh, ridiculousness that we saw in 2017. Okay, but uh, interesting. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be very, very interesting. So let's move on to uh, Libra real quick. Uh, the Libra hearing that was earlier this week. Was it this week? I don't even remember when it was now. Uh, okay, here. I just see. Did more people have questions here? Okay, no, no. People did not. More people did not have more questions. Now, people aren't saying a lot in the chat. There's plenty of you in there. Pound that freaking like button. Hey, you don't have to have questions. Hey, Bitcoin to the moon's in there. Do you like this shirt? Okay, so I just, I finally watched Yaron Brooks' awesome commentary on the congressional hearing of Mark Zuckerberg. And he was not kind at all. He was, it, if you watch this, it's linked to below. You will be, uh, if you're not a Libra if you're not pro-Libra, I think you'll be pro-Libra af after this. Now, I think it's great that Yaron Brook, who is an object, object, a follower of Anne Ayn Rand, objection, objectivist. Oh, God, I can't pronounce it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's talking about a cryptocurrency. He doesn't fully understand it. But what he points out is that the, the, the people asking the questions of Zuckerberg, 99% of them or 90% of them don't understand a thing. And he defends Libra. He says 
he loves the innovation. He says that Zuckerberg should have just said, put up the middle finger to basically to, to them. He was, he thought Zuckerberg was way too polite. I agree. Um, and the government has no place in, in, in this. They have no place in this. If you don't like it, don't use it. Yaron Brooks says, I agree wholeheartedly. I've said that before. Um, he says, it doesn't matter how many minorities are involved uh, because people, I mean, the senators, the, con the congressmen were asking the most ridiculous embarrassing questions that had nothing to do with the underlying technology. Mark Zuckerberg is risking, you know, billions of dollars on this project. And they want him to, I, I don't know, they, they want him to, 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 they want to tell him how to run his company. When he's run, he's risk, he's putting a lot at, at risk here. They asked him, uh, would you uh, put your inheritance for your children in Libra, the dude spending, he's risking his whole company on the thing, or a, a great deal of his company's wealth on it. And they're asking questions about that. Like they, they don't understand how, how, how companies work because they've never worked at a company. They, they just, they are, they're hooked on power and they, they ask questions that they think are going to impress, give them more power. Uh, he does, Yaron Brooks says something about that, how he wants a gold backed uh, cryptocurrency. Again, he doesn't fully get it. But he gets it more than these freaking uh, congressmen do. So it, it's it's a good it's a good uh, video to watch. Played at two x. Uh, it's it's linked to below. You'll get a better feel. Maybe you'll agree with his uh, way of looking at uh, politics and financial life. I don't agree with him a hundred percent. I mentioned him on my Saturday show a lot, uh, and I I think he puts it in an outsider's perspective. What a smart outsider thought of these hearings. Again, he's not a Bitcoin holder. Um, he's an innovation fan and he thought it was ridiculous because again, bureaucracy stifles innovation. They have no business in the innovation world. Like it or not, Libra is part of the innovation world that Bitcoin is at the tip of the spear of. So pound that like button. Moving back to this DeFi stuff. Here is an article about uh, an Ethereum related article. And it says uh, Ethereum is now unforkable thanks to DeFi. If there can never be another Ethereum or another Ethereum classic like Fork, then it seems that governance by Fork will become a thing of the past. Welcome to the post-forkable era. So let's let's break this down a little bit. There there could be. Um, a disagreement in the Ethereum world uh, in terms of how you know a, a proof of a, some some somewhat big proof of stake. Uh, uh, well, a proof of work, a proof of work chain before proof of work change before they get the proof of stake. Okay, and well, people could agree. You could could disagree and say, hey, we are going to we're not going that direction. We're going to keep it this way. You go your way. You change the algorithm that the way you want to do it, okay? But the issue here now is that there's so many uh, decentralized uh, finance uh, organizations, the projects built on it already that the big, the, the major ones will have to select a side. They can't go both ways. You can't have. Uh, a, the USD coin, I don't know if that's one of, on both. So 
the big players on the D, the big DeFi teams will one will make a move and say, you know, we're sticking with this one. Then all the other ones will pile on and the other one will be worthless. And thus they will have the biggest say in, in what will survive, uh, legitimately survive, not the not the regular users. And someone pointed out in the thread and it's linked to below. This is literally the New York agreement, except users have zero say. DeFi apps teams make the call. Users have no choice. Uh, and he says Ethereum is thus captured by VCs. Okay, that's an interesting way of, of looking at it. Uh, but hey, Ethereum is not supposed to be Bitcoin. And there are, if they keep going, if, if DeFi is the biggest thing in the world, then uh, in Ethereum terms, they are going to define what Ethereum is. They are going to, these decentralized de, de finance uh, projects that are, that are built on top of it. You can, the article is a very interesting one, um, but to, I mean, it seems like it, well, anyway, it, check, check it out. All right. Uh, yes. Buy Bitcoin only. Of course, of course. But hey, I want to talk about other aspects of the cryptocurrency space to show you you know that there's going to be a lot of money flowing into this DeFi stuff, and for I mean, and for the people that say Ethereum is dead, uh, dudes, you're you're incorrect. It it isn't dead. There they felt again. They, I just I just talked about a, a centralized aspect of Ethereum that these DeFi players are going to be able to define what it is. So there are plenty of people that don't care about uh, centralization versus decentralization. So you know, people talk about Ethereum's got all these problems. Well, they'll come up with some centralized solution. Vitalik will say, we're doing it this way. They'll do it this way. They'll, they'll do any whatever is possible by any means necessary to fix it, to make it good. And family office is pouring money into this space. Uh, most of them aren't going to care about how centralized Ethereum is. Uh, they're just going to care about, well, I can't just hold this Bitcoin. I can, maybe most of my holdings can be in Bitcoin, but I got to diversify for the sake of diversification. What's number two? They'll find Ethereum. Uh, Rowan Q says, uh, Bitcoin Meister, if Ethereum forked again, who do you think would be their king of the trolls? And no, there wouldn't be, a, there's not going to be another fork. I, it, there's, I mean, I just said, they, they just gave a logical reason why there's never going to be another Ethereum classic. So there will be no, <laughs> their leader is Vitalik. Vitalik is the leader of Ethereum. That's it. There's going to be no fork where there's going to be a new leader. There's going to be no cultish, for that's the thing with Bitcoin, they can keep on. You're always going to be able to convince someone to, you know, this is uh, this is the real Bitcoin, or you know, based around a major issue. And we all know what the next major issue is going to be: the increase the supply. So, you're, you're, a better question is who's going to be the Jim Jones of 42 million Bitcoin? I don't know. <laughs> there'll be someone. <laughs> there'll, there'll be there'll be someone, but um, no, a, a, Ethereum is. Uh, is it going to be? Is going to be doing? Isn't going to be doing things like uh, that anymore? Like, uh, uh, they're, they're, and I think, I think that's kind of sad. But Ethereum isn't Bitcoin, and some Ethereum people are going to say that's great. That's great, Adam. We don't want to have these issues. We want it. Uh, we want to clearly know what Ethereum is, and we don't even want these little minor forks to come out. We don't want it at all. We don't want the drama at all. We don't want the drama at all. I think that's what the conclusion. So, I mean, that's a legitimate argument. We don't want the drama at all. Okay, you don't want the drama at all. Bitcoin will take the drama because it keeps on making Bitcoin stronger. 
it keeps you keep you you know what the real Bitcoin is when all these forks keep on coming, um, and and they will keep on. There'll always be new issues. That that's great. That's great. It makes Bitcoin strong. All right. Finally, this is from uh, Daniel, who uh, he of uh, JustLearnBitcoin.com. It is linked to below. He sent me an email. He wanted to tell everyone this. I know it's been a while, and for some reason, people in you on YouTube think I'm dead. I don't know if that's the case lately, but no, I'm just in motion, improving JustLearnBitcoin.com, developing new products and services. So for those of you wondering where Daniel is, and he's in the chat right now too. Um, he is alive. He hadn't, hadn't been around for a while. So uh, thank you for that uh, email, Daniel. And I'm glad to see you're, uh, you're there right now. Everybody, uh, Okay, but think about that. I mean, here, here, here we go. Here's a guy asking me about gold and silver bullion. And he he still this guy clearly is old-fashioned guy, but he can't type in Bitcoin Meister. So I just happened to see that dude. Um, what do I think about gold and silver Bitcoin? Gold and silver bullion. You 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 haven't watched my show very often, have you? You're a newbie here, or you just don't pay attention. Um, I think they're jokes. I mean, what, what's the point? What is the point when we have digital gold? They, they do – if you want to be old-fashioned, then, then great. Okay, cool. Um, you, you can't – I travel around the world. I couldn't, I couldn't bring a, like a bit of silver with me, okay? I get, my, I, get, uh, uh, <laughs> I get stopped real quick, okay? Totally old-fashioned. Uh, we're in a digital world now. Young people do not care about your gold and your silver. It's over. Okay. And sure, it'll, there'll be some, you could preserve some of your wealth in, in it. It's, it's just, it's, it's complete lunacy at this point. It's, it's, um, so I think it is ridiculous. I think it's a waste of your time. And I've said this many times precious metals, it's it, nonsense. It's nonsense now. You can't, you can't take it away. And what has the precious metals market done over the last 10 years? Okay. Over not the last year, the last five years, when when Bitcoin for all you dudes and dude, you've probably been like, I've been stacking my silver. 2015, you're like, I'm stacking my silver, stacking my silver, and then you had people like me saying, you know, you should be getting Bitcoin. It's in, it's two hundred fifty dollars right now. I mean, it's just below the cryptocurrency. I mean, I'd rather have Litecoin than what you're talking about, okay? <laughs> than this 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 gold and silver stuff. It's so it's such a waste. It's so old fashioned. The world is changing, man. This is the golden age, okay? We're, we're not doing things the old-fashioned way. We're about to enter the 2020s here. So if you think it's stacking, go ahead. Stack your silver. Stack your silver, all right? Um, I, I would rather have Litecoin, and that's saying a lot because I value my wealth in Bitcoin. That's how ridiculous I think these precious metals are. I, I really I, – I think – it's hey, go go be a fan of Peter Schiff. Go 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 his route there. I mean the doomers and the gloomers. It's just how will how is how are gold and, and silver ever going to do well? The world will have to really have to end. Basically, that's what they want. There to be a nuclear war, everything to go backwards, and then we'll go back to gold. It's not happening, dude. You're a, it's doom and gloom. That's the word of gold. The world of gold and silver. That and I think Ansel Lindner even said it on my show that like Bitcoin makes gold and silver people not depressed anymore. Gold and it, precious metal is all about being depressed, all about 
tearing things down, going back to the base, going back in time. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency is about the future and innovation. I am into the innovation. I am into the positive. The gold and silver stuff, it's backward. It's going back in time. Hey, sure, it's great to remember the good old times. There are a lot of people in Baltimore this week who are remembering the 1983 World Series. Don't live off your past glory. Orioles getting better. Monetary system, monetary innovations getting better. Move to the future. Golden age. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the links below. Click on those squares. This week in Bitcoin, tomorrow afternoon uh, on the East Coast, David Nage is the guest. It is going to be freaking awesome. See you then. Bye-bye.